0: Good evening, everyone. Happy Sunday. Uh, Hopefully, your all's weekend was restful and productive as you wanted it to be, and I hope you had a great week. For my fathers that are listening, happy Father's Day to you all. And for those of you that are grieving the loss of your father uh, for a combination of reasons, whether that be your father has passed away, or you don't have a relationship with your father, or you have a strained relationship, or you lost a father figure in your life, my heart and prayers goes out to you on this day, and my hope is that you are grieving the way that you should and celebrating in the way that you want to celebrate, whether that be acknowledging your father um, on this holiday or you're just choosing not to celebrate it at all. Both of those things are okay, in my eyes. If this is your first time listening, welcome to The Grief Journal. My name is Taylor, and I'm so glad that you chose this podcast as your resource to help you cope with your grief. I'm gonna start off with a little anecdote, like I usually do. So my dad was born and raised in Mexico. So um, I am black and Mexican. Literally all of my friends love my dad anytime they come over and he makes some Mexican dish that we all just love and enjoy. They just talk about how nice he was. They feel like he's comedic, like he's hilarious. I call him Poppy, which means daddy in Spanish. And so because of that, they just call him Poppy. They don't, um, <laughs> as far as they're concerned, his first name is Poppy. They don't know his first name. They just, they're just they just so used to calling him Poppy because I call him Poppy. And I just, whenever I'm talking about him, I'm just like, oh, Poppy did this, 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 or Poppy said such, 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 such. And so um, they also just call him Poppy too. They just love being around him. My dad is very, very, he's he's dope. I'll just say that. Um, very kind, very compassionate, very hardworking. Anytime I feel like I am putting my heart and soul into a project and um, putting a thousand, thousand and one percent into it, nine times out of 10, I realize that it's because of my dad, because like I said, he's very hardworking. He's very determined, um, which I feel like are values and attributes to people that are of the Hispanic descent so he loves animals he's got about like two dogs two cats and they are my first siblings because he just treats them like they're his own kids sometimes I feel like he likes them more than he likes his own human kids but you know it that's neither here nor there um if you ever get a chance to meet him lie you will just fall in love with him and he'll just treat you with so much kindness so this is episode 35. Um, daddy's girl. We're talking about the grief of losing a father. I brought my cousin Keisha Brooks onto this episode to talk about the impact of losing her father in her life and the value of a father-daughter relationship. Um, Because usually when we think about daughters in the family unit, we talk about how um, the mother is an essential part of a woman's rearing and upbringing, but the father also has as much of a role in that upbringing as well in the daughter's life. So I'm going to play this recorded interview for you all. So that way you all have a chance to hear her wisdom and get some encouragement on this Father's Day if you have lost your father. Okay, Keisha, um, if you could please just tell us a little bit about yourself
1: yeah absolutely so my name is keisha brooks i currently reside um, in the north dallas area in one of the fastest growing cities um, called frisco texas um, i have only lived here for about a year and a half to be two years in june um, i'm originally from boston uh, my dad was, uh, born and raised there. And then my mom is from Kansas city. Um, I have lived in Kansas city for some time as well. Um, but we moved to Texas, um, for just better business opportunities. Um, and just the growth that happens here. It really is a, a lot of people ask that question all the time. They're like, why did you move to Texas? And it's like, <laughs> it truly is a lot of opportunities here. You have to know how to tap into them though, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm also, um, a wife of almost 14 years, um, a mother of four beautiful girls. Um, I am currently, um, I do sales currently, but I also do invest in short-term rentals. And so with COVID, I think we are ready to revamp and get that going again. So that's a little bit about me
0: good 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 Mm -hmm. so the next question is tell us about the loved one that you lost absolutely so
1: 2015 um it was an interesting year I was pregnant and um the loved one that I lost was actually my father Mm -hmm. um my father I truly was a daddy's girl um but he was a person of He truly was a person of influence and he definitely cared about the community. He very much cared about the science community. um, Just with his background, Um, he had his master's in health care administration. But he also was very passionate about um, the Haitian community. So his my stepmother is from Haiti and they actually did missions in Haiti like every year. Um, because she's also in the science field, she's a phys- physician assistant. They would travel there and um they would provide acute care because as many of us know, whenever something happens in Haiti, it's always like send aid, send aid, send aid. Mm-hmm. So my dad and my stepmom, they had missions that they did there with an organization that my stepmom established. And so unfortunately, when my, my, my dad passed away, he was in Haiti. Mm-hmm. um and so he actually was looking for another place to or another way to bring in um revenue and so he actually became president of his fishermen's club um which is very competitive like competitive fishing so they were going to bring tournaments there i believe he was kind of looking um for that to be a, a place to do it but also bring revenue um so it unfortunately ended there Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, but he was very passionate about the community very passionate about giving back Um, he also helped prostate um, cancer patients as well um, Mm -hmm. because his dad ended up having prostate cancer Um, so just a lot of um, giving back as far as his time is concerned Um, and he also had some a little bit some entrepreneur in him but i really seen him more as an advocate for the Boston community like he was really just big on giving back spending time with people I was just stunned when we had his um wake because I thought there was two wakes happening at the same time Mm -hmm. and it was one it was all these people coming just for him so Mm -hmm. um yeah he just truly had that personality that everybody loved him so yeah
0: (laughs) Uh, well first of first and foremost very sorry for your loss but also how great it is to have a loved one that was loved by so many
1: Hmm. yes for sure yeah. I don't think people realize you know when they ask that question um what will people say when you're gone mm-hmm. um and it's how you live is truly what's going to be said um you know once you're not here anymore and I truly saw that during that time frame, I was just like blown away. And I was like, if I could just have, leave an impact of just a fraction of what he did, I will feel like I did what my purpose was by being here on earth.
0: Yes, amen, Mm -hmm. amen. So as you said, we're talking about um, your experience uh, dealing with the loss of your father. Can you tell us what do you believe to be the role of a father in a family?
1: Oh, that's a deep question.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know so I've be getting,
0: I've been throwing deep a, ones. That's
1: a deep one. So let's, you know, I I'm very transparent. So for your listening audience, I'm just gonna keep it 100. Yeah. Um, my father. So my parents um, were divorced. You heard me say my stepmom. So obviously there was a a divorce there. Mm-hmm. Um my father was very although he impacted so many people um and he loved his family too like it just showed within time but it took him time to get there you know and and sometimes as fathers so i believe let me answer i'll answer the question first and just kind (laughs) of go but yeah as a father um so i am a woman of faith Mm -hmm. i do believe that God kind of portrays like what we need in the beings here on earth. So Mm -hmm. him being the father of the heavens, you know, it's like covering and protection and safety and peace. And I believe that the father, the men here on this earth are all those things, you know, they are protectors. They're supposed to keep you safe um they're providers even though i know i know because <laughs> i i play provider too in my household yeah. um but there's just something about those fathers. they're they're like the grounding of that home you know mm-hmm. they're the pillar you know the mothers are too but the fathers they they are really the ones that whatever it is that they put their hands on mm-hmm. should be able to expand out Mm -hmm. You know, and their children should feel like, okay, I know we're good because daddy's got it, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, but there's also, and again, being a woman of faith, as a father, um, there's, there's a lot of things about him. He's also a husband, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I just believe that his role is sometimes very delicate carry a lot, you know, Um, Mm But I do believe that you know they should also learn how to at some point be um, have some empathy. I think fathers mm-hmm. are so hardcore on I got to work, I got to make sure my family is good, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but if I could say anything to fathers, have some empathy as well because it will help you understand the person that's there with you to help you along, whether that be that that mother, your children, um, it will just make the journey easier. You know, it's not going to be like smooth sailing all the time, but, you know, just be more empathetic to what's happening around you. Be more aware. So if I could say the definition of father, I know this is like a long definition, but um, <laughs> okay. if I could say, The definition of a father is yes, be strong, be grounding, be all these things, but remember there's so many parts of you.
0: Yeah. Like
1: God put all these special things in you. You know, learn how to have that relationship with God. Learn to understand that you don't have to do it by yourself. Learn that, you know, you know, lean into your your wife if that's the case for you. Because there's there's single fathers too, but um lean into that person or you know that you're supposed to be one with to to kind of just go in the journey together you know it'll make it easier on you just understand that you know god himself did not want us to be alone being a father embrace the fact that it's okay to ask for help. <laughs> like yeah. it's okay to ask for help as the man, like it's it's okay. Like nobody's gonna look down on you for that. That's what makes you the man. That's what makes you human, yeah. you know, just embrace that. So um, with my father, he didn't always have that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up in a home where, unfortunately, when we were younger, my dad was actually physically abusive. And that caused a lot of division in the household. And also my parents were not on the same faith at that point. My mom was, you know, practicing as a Christian and my dad had some Muslim aspects to him because my grandfather was strictly Muslim. So mm-hmm. a lot of that was embodied in my household. So it the alignment was not even there. Um, and I think that's important too. Like when, as a father, you have to remember, like whatever you do, those children are going to do. You could say all day long, read and do these things and study and go get a degree, but if you're sitting at the TV playing video games, da 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 da, they're going to do exactly what they see. So you can't necessarily get mad at them for doing something other than what is portrayed before them um but we do have the will to actually change that path you know we can always it takes time we can always kind of reset and do something different um no matter what was done before
0: us so that's the long answer (laughs) that's a good answer yeah that's a really really good answer i'm going to hold on Okay. So, what do you feel is or why is a father daughter relationship important in a woman's life? Mm,
1: That's another great question. You are bringing it, Taylor. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, you know, being a mother of four daughters, Mm -hmm. I will have to start there. Mm -hmm. um, I can't always give them certain um tools or resources if you will say mm-hmm. like their dad can mm-hmm. um so yes when they look at me they're like okay mommy takes care of herself mommy's in shape mommy does her hair i want my hair done mommy does you know they see those things as i'm the woman example you know but mm-hmm. they also see okay mommy's a working mom mommy's an entrepreneur Mommy's, you know educated mm-hmm. and they see that too um, but there's certain things that I will literally say when they ask me certain questions. I'm like, what did, did you ask your dad that question? Why don't you see what he says? Mm-hmm. I try not to always be over mothering um, mm-hmm. because having both father and mother perspectives definitely um, nurtures girls to be better women. I can say that it was very challenging once my parents divorced from age 11 to probably 17 or so, I was just like spiteful towards my mom. I just was like, I really want to spend more time with my dad. I really don't want to be here. I really want to like be where he is, you know? Um, And there was, you know, there was good reason for things to be the way that it was at first. But when I finally started to kind of redevelop the relationship with my dad, there was just so much that he could give me. You know, just an understanding of the male perspective, just what Mm -hmm. to look for um, when talking to males, how to still be able to take care of myself as a woman, but then also give room for that man to take care of me. And now in the beginning of my marriage, um, I was grateful to have my dad here because it was like, I mean, even beforehand, so even like during dating and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was, but I was able to just open up more with my dad on stuff Mm -hmm. that I may have been involved with, you know, just dating guys and all that versus my mom. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because I was in the house with my mom. I talked to my mom. We had an open relationship and stuff. But there was just certain things that I would go to him and just be like, okay, dad, so this is what (laughs) happened. And you'd be kind of hesitant, but then it was almost like he was very like, he was just very open and and listened, you know, and was like, well, and if he wasn't happy about something, he would tell me like, you know, I don't agree with that or I'm not happy about that. However, Mm -hmm. I'm happy that you came to me and told me, now this is what I would have done. And so I think as women, you know, for the ladies listening, and I see so many ladies (laughs) that are, and even me, like, so I absolutely miss conversations with my dad, especially when there's something that me and my husband maybe we don't agree on. And I'm like, well shoot, well, who do I go to? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm constantly one of God. <laughs> ah. And I, you know, I'm constantly praying about different stuff. Um there may be like one male that I could just kind of be like, okay, I really need to talk to you about question. Um but I do every once in a while I go to my father in law as well. And it's not going to be the same as my dad, but mm-hmm. I wanna say to the ladies that make sure that you do keep the lines of communication open with your dad. As young as whoever is listening, or if you have daughters, like try not to be so overbearing with your daughters to where you feel like, well, I'm the woman and I'm the one who can tell them how to do stuff. They also need to see The man, they also Mm. need to see him in his element like let them see that Um, because, for one, if they're the type of person that's going to settle down later. They can see like Okay, this is what my dad did this is what I kind of agree with this is what I don't agree with, and then you can question him like don't be scared to like, say, you know what, daddy, that wasn't cool. (laughs) Why you do it like that? Or, you know, why are you going about it this way? Or why, you know, I just really think that it is so important to keep the, I just love the fact that my dad made me call him, excuse me, consistently, Mm -hmm. um, towards the end of his time, not realizing that, that's what was happening Mm -hmm. um but he was like I want you to check in with me I want you to let me know what's going on Mm -hmm. you know if you have a question just ask me you know and he never was the type to like pry into my relationship or anything with my husband but I felt comfortable enough to be like okay so this is what's happening we're dealing with this and he would literally say um Just give him time. That was always his answer. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) give him time. And it's it's very interesting um, that we are talking about a man, a father, a husband, Mm -hmm. because I always have conversations with different men. And their answers are always the same so here's another great (laughs) nugget for the ladies okay wow they. Take longer to mature, this is the common answer i'm not even kidding they are always like women mature much faster they are just they just get there quicker we take. Long, a long time. We're slow. Like, literally, all of them have said we are slow. Please give us time. We are literally trying to figure out who we are and become. And every time I hear that, I'm like, you are the if I could have a dollar every time, I would be a millionaire. Like, seriously, right now. So, I mean, ladies, just understand that it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> In this situation. Is it not you. Like seriously, it really is. Every single male I've talked to, they have said we can be, you know, and I don't want to use any profanity, but some of them have said that, like we could be jerks, we can be this way, we can be that way. Um, but we just are slow. Like <laughs> we are oftentimes when you settle down or dating someone or whatever the case may be, they are still boys like they are still boys trying to figure out what they're doing and i mean if you really just t- stop a second and just look left look right that's true <laughs> i literally before this conversation i got my oil changed. and while the guy was changing my oil this car goes by he can hear the engine and he makes this comment like oh yeah that sounds good or something he said random and i'm just sitting here like can we just finish like <laughs> the <laughs> oil change. like seriously? But I mean, they they are. And so, but the thing is, is if you give them grace and you give them time and you're able to be patient enough and, um, and you keep the lines of communication open, just like you wanna keep the lines of communication open with that person, you also wanna do that with your father. Mm-hmm. Um, because within time, you'll see them transform. I saw my dad literally transform into the dad that I always wanted to have. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it wasn't enough time, but I mean, it finally happened. And I was just like, this is amazing. Like, <laughs> this is great, you know, cause I missed him during my, my latter years. So yeah. in a long, short answer,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah it is very important for girls to have their father you know no matter what no matter the circumstances Mm -hmm. you know whether that you know the the mother and father if they don't work out is still important moms please let him be a part of her life because it's crucial in Mm -hmm. how she dates how she views men Mm -hmm. how she trusts them how she you know, feels like, uh, is she going to be this independent feminist (laughs) or, Mm -hmm. you know, can she be interdependent and be like, okay, yeah, we can work together on this. It is so, so crucial. Mm -hmm. Um, And I learned a lot of that and I had to fight through it because my mom is extremely independent about her business, Mm -hmm. has done a lot for herself and it's great, it's commendable. And she knows this and I have this conversation with her but she never restarted, she never dated anybody else or anything. Like she's just doing her thing. And whether she wants to be in that, you know, position or not, it just says a lot. You know, she would say things about her dad. Like she would say, like, she was she had more moments with him. There was so many kids in the house. She's mm-hmm. one of eleven. And so um it was always that attention was turned to some someone else and so it's it's just very important you know girls need to hear from their dads first that they're pretty Mm
0: -hmm. that they're
1: beautiful that they're smart that they that they can do anything they don't need to hear from some boy off the street (laughs) right you know they need to hear from the man in their house and so as they um hear that their confidence is i mean my girls They are extremely, anyone that meets them, they're like, oh my God, they're so beautiful, well-mannered, you know, smart, bold, all these things. And I know that is because of how we treat them and how their dad plays a role in their life. Mm
0: -hmm. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice, nice. Okay. (laughs) So how do you feel um, that the loss of a father impacts the family? So
1: I don't get emotional on this one. Um, I'll never forget. So when my dad passed away, I had just had my third baby. She was yeah. only three weeks old.
0: Yeah.
1: And my mom, every timing is everything. Yeah. My mom was literally coming up, she had just parked, literally just parked in my driveway. And I was on the phone with my aunt and she said, sweetie, I need you to sit down. This is my aunt on the other one. And I was like, okay. And I was like, but, she didn't know, like, you know, you just kind of like, okay, she's saying sit down and I got to open the door to get my mom in. Cause she was coming to help me with mm-hmm. the baby and all that. And so, um, as she's talking to me and giving me the news, my mom steps up until I had a stoop. She steps up onto the stoop and I literally just hunched over and I just started, I literally fell right into my mom's arms and my mom was like, what, 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 what? And she, I couldn't get the words out yet. So she's like walking me into the house. Mm -hmm. And then I said, my mom just got here. She said, okay, that's good. Um, She was like, I got to call this person, but I'm going to call you back. And, you know, as soon as I hang up with her, I tell her. And my mom was like, no, and she just like embraced me. So the timing was just all, oh, it was, it was just something that, that happened on that day that she was coming to help me. And at the Mm -hmm. same time, my husband had just got off work, um, but he worked nights. So I literally had to wake him up from sleeping. And he, I mean, of course, like an emergency and he just was like, what and i couldn't get it out and then i you know because i had to say it again and then i said it and then i just walked away and then he within seconds was like right there and he also embraced me Mm -hmm. um so i'll never forget the beginning part in our situation unfortunately we had to wait for the body to come back because he was in haiti Mm
0: -hmm. um
1: but i'll never forget the day of the funeral um i was busy because i was dealing with the baby and really i was just like Lord, just give me strength to just deal with this baby and i was nursing her
0: Mm -hmm. um
1: so i just had an abundant supply still which was great because sometimes when stress happens that goes down but my focus was like no matter what i gotta take care of this baby you Mm -hmm. know and she has to still be fed Mm -hmm. but when we were at the grave site. And I can still hear this noise as I'm talking to you. Mm -hmm. My stepmom or my dad, his stuff was already in place because my dad was actually born with a heart condition. Um, He was born with congenital heart disease, which means at the time he was born, um, it was called a blue baby. Like he literally came out and he looked blue um, and he had a hole in his heart. So he actually had two major heart surgeries during his lifetime um, and he had a valve replaced. He was actually um and processed for the next year i think it was to get another major surgery mm-hmm. um but his casket actually got put into one of those urns um like the outer layer i think that's the name of it very beautiful it was kind of like a bronzy gold color mm-hmm. well when they close that there's like a clinking sound and mm-hmm. as soon as it started clinking I couldn't stand there anymore I was like I'm gonna go sit in the car I'm good yeah (laughs) I don't need to be like right but the thing that first came to mind was I was a part of that seed and now that seed is going into the ground and there's always going to be a part of me that's in the ground because when you think about fathers and how You know babies are made we are all a part of the seed Mm -hmm. and it's like the most crucial thing like that's the only way the woman can get pregnant she can't get pregnant with anything else but that seed that seed has to implant into the egg in order for that baby to grow and all i could think was a part of me is going with him and I mean, I don't even know how to expand on that. I mean, I don't. I hope someone gets that, but just they're so crucial. Like, there's no other way for us to to be here. Like, yeah, the woman carries, you know, the baby, but we pretty much incubate that seed. And I mean, there's so I've I've heard so many different viewpoints of the seed itself, like the meaning and all these things, but the seed is really the vision of what is happening inside of that woman's womb. That seed is what causes that baby to grow and gives that baby all of like, you know, characteristics and what the baby's going to look like and when they come out and how they're going to be presented to the world. It all starts from that seed. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when we think about the importance of fathers, I mean, there's just, yeah, we, we have women's rights and all these things, but as I have gotten older and gone through so many things in my life, I'm so grateful for men. I'm so grateful for my girls, father. If I need something, you know, for them, I just, I just know he's going to do it (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because that's his babies, you know? And so, um, I hope that answers the question, but that's, that's mainly the thing I think of is when it comes to how important they are, they are the seed, Mm -hmm. they are the vision, they are um, the ones that are laying the foundation and, you know, every, all the rest of us just build on top of that, you know, as long as they have a good foundation to give us and they really do what is in them to do. You know because again they get these gifts and talents and god puts them in them and some of them unfortunately waste them away yeah. but if they really do what was put in them to do we can grow that thing you yeah. give me the seed i give you four girls <laughs> <laughs> you know? and so you give me the seed i give you this home you know you give me the seed hey i elaborate on it as long as they are able to um present their vision. I said, this is somebody else. And actually it was another male Mm -hmm. um, and they were saying what they wanted to do this year and all these things. And I said, you have the vision. If you're able to clearly understand and define your vision and believe in your own vision, and then you can present that to someone else and they can also believe what it is that you're saying, Mm -hmm. you're good. It's just going to blow up from there you're you are on your way but you have to believe in that vision that was put in you first you are the one that has to have faith and when you do then you're able to clearly present that to the world and once they see it they're like wow (laughs) so there's your answer
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you i love it just great answers Um, so this one is do you feel like people are more sympathetic towards the loss of a mother um the loss of a father or is the um sympathy the same
1: um i really think it comes down to the role of that person and what they did for the people Mm -hmm. that they were connected with Uh so um this year we lost our matriarch my grandmother my mom's mom she was 94. um that was just in november not this year but over the last year sorry so in november we buried her Mm -hmm. um, and she truly impacted a lot of people as well but the interesting thing is she outlived a lot of people Mm -hmm. so the service was actually rather intimate And I was just like sitting there like, where are all the people? And they were like, well, if you think about it, this person already died, this person already died, this person already died. I was like, oh my God, that's so true. Like none of her siblings, they were all already gone. She was the last one, you know, she was the last one of her and her husband. She, you know, she, (laughs) she was the last one. So there really was none of like the people that she grew up with around her age group weren't there because they were already gone. Um, but she all, she did have an impact as a mother and there was really some profound things that were said. And even me, I said, you know, if I could just be like a fraction of what she was as a mother, cause she truly was like the housewife, like queen housewife. Um, mm-hmm. her husband took care of everything. He worked three jobs, made sure that they were fed and everything, but she. She wasn't just a mother to her kids. She was a mother to a lot of the kids in the neighborhood as well. Like they would come to her house or she would know what was going on. Um, If their parents were at work and, you know, if people were getting into trouble, she knew. (laughs) So like she was truly like, they said she was, it was a one guy. He was like, you know how you have people in sports that you know when you know someone has done so well you call them the goat and so she he was like she was the goat of the neighborhood like yeah <laughs> she knew like she if, if you want to know anything she was the one that was like just so you know I saw your son and he, he did this this mess and, this. and <laughs> you know thinking he gonna get away with it but I really think it depends on how that person connected with the people that they have left here I think it doesn't matter whether it's a mother or a father or an aunt or an uncle or a grandmother it really comes down to how did they impact the people that they left here which is why it's so important to treat people how you want to be treated like i know that's so cliche but that's so true like how kind you are to people how you give um, how your heart is your integrity how you do business all these things play a role in you know how you're you're impacting people around you, and your impact can be negative or positive. Like when you think of impact, a lot of people automatically think, "Oh, they're doing great things," but there are people who are doing things and they're impacting in the wrong way, in the wrong light. You know, like they're bring they're they're just corrupt. You know, mm-hmm. um, and so I think it's just really important as human beings just keep in mind like everything that you're doing i tell my girls this <laughs> and they they actually really eat this up i'm like okay everything you're doing there's an angel standing here walk writing it down because we all got a book and when you get up to heaven they're gonna open that book and be like on such and such a day you said this to your sister <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> and they'd be like oh Oh, man. So next time something happens, they're like, oh, the angel just wrote that down. Like, <laughs> But I mean, think about life that way. Our book is literally being written. Everything that we're doing um, when we're gone from here, the people that we um, interact with, they're our storytellers. They're going to literally say like, this person was et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's usually the first thing you hear when you go to like a funeral, like, yes, this person influences people or they were part of this community or this organization, whatever the case is, but how they impact it, you know, we are literally the storytellers. You know how they, in business they say, some people are your walking um, billboard or whatever the case may be. They're, they're your advertisement, word of mouth, is more powerful than than anything and that's the same with our lives like how you treat people trust me it's going to come out (laughs) eventually you know to the next person so i would just say that you know treat people how you want to be treated and just remember that um just remember i mean i i can't help but go back to just remember that we're all here for a purpose we're going to be how we impact this world and that's the long-term goal. um and sometimes we forget that we lose sight of that but you know
0: just keep that in mind okay this is like some really (laughs) solid like really solid questions and answers um so now like the next few questions kind of focus it back onto you and your experience um what was your grief like in the beginning, um, and what is it like now? That's a great question as well.
1: You're a great. You're good at asking questions. Just so you Thank know. You. Thank <laughs> you so much. So, um, so, there. You know, they say there's different stages of grief, and the thing is, the grief doesn't go away. You just kind of fall into another stage of it. Um, so, in the very beginning. I was very like heartbroken um, I cried enough mm-hmm. um and I also um would dream about my dad and then i all and then I also felt like he was still excuse me I felt like he his spirit or something was still with me, especially in the very first few days and I, I shared this with someone but I was like it was almost like his spirit was waiting for everyone to like get the news and then like you could just kind of feel the breeze like I'll never forget that night it just felt like the when the whole house was sleeping, and like all my kids were in bed the baby was asleep and I was by myself and I think my husband had he was like I'm going to go to work, but if you need me, you can call me whatever case may be. As soon as he left, it felt like my dad was there just watching me and I just could feel it. Like I just got chills. The whole atmosphere was just like, it was just like, you could literally hear, I don't know. It was just, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. The silence was just. And it wasn't painful silence. It was like, it was just like, if you could stand in the middle of like a forest or something and you know, if the wind blows, you can hear the leaves and all those things. Just imagine like being amongst all of that nature. And then all of a sudden it's like dead silent and you're like, I can't even hear the river, I can't even hear, and you know stuff is supposed to be moving around you, but if you could just imagine that, like the trees are supposed to be moving, the wind's supposed to be blowing, but if you could just take a second and just imagine it frozen, and oh. then you're just like, okay, this is weird, you know? That's what it felt like. It, it just literally gave me chills. So I, in the beginning, I was heartbroken And then I think I was, so I had focused my energy so much on the baby because I was uh, nursing her that I didn't want to fall into like a deep depression either. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I say that because every time I've had a baby, my dad has always had big concern about me getting like postpartum depression because unfortunately that's something my mom dealt with very very severe. And so um every time I've had a baby it was always like are you okay? What are you doing? Where's the baby? Like <laughs> yeah. it was just a consistent check on Keisha thing which is fine. Um but I really I could think about that too. So my energy shifted. It was almost like I was very selfless because I was taking care of the baby so I didn't really I grieved maybe the first few weeks prior to preparing to bury him. Mm -hmm. And then I was focused on the baby. And then once we did the whole process, it was like, okay, I'm with my family, you know, and we're in this together, but I was in this like fog, like I was there, but I was just kind of like going through the motion. Um, and then I went through this stage of like loneliness, um, I just want to be left alone. And I even told my husband, I was like, I need you to give me six months. I wouldn't be bothered. Just let me be. <laughs> and I just literally said that. And amongst that time, we actually had a little bit of a trying time ourselves. Yeah. And um, he, it was almost, I don't know, it could have been God like, no, you're not just gonna sit still. You're gonna keep going because that's what you do you know and that and he could have been doing that through my husband because at some point my husband was like i know you're grieving but i need something from you and Mm -hmm. he it was almost like him pushing me off my feet and me moving into this next stage of our life that we we were we had a goal and we needed to meet that goal so we so i did what i needed to do shifted my emotions again Um, it took probably a year and so here's the like crazy thing for a year and a half after having the baby, losing my dad, I don't remember the stages of my baby. Mm -hmm. And that was heartbreaking for me as well. Um, so like if I looked at pictures that Justin took with my husband, Mm -hmm. um, I was like, when was that? or when did you take that picture there's at least a year and a half that i don't remember stages of my third baby um because i was in such a deep grief like i just don't remember Mm -hmm. and so even there was people that i met and then i met them again later and it was like yeah i'm not sure you had the baby and i literally would have to like pause and say i apologize but i don't remember i was also grieving at the time yeah, and they just kind of look at me like oh and like puzzled but also like are you kidding like we had a conversation like <laughs> and me i'm just like great i don't remember you know um and then i feel felt bad so i kind of went through that stage a little bit I was just feeling like what is wrong with me am i going like crazy or something like i don't remember stuff um And then I would say probably year two to three, I was able to just kind of bounce back and enjoy life and just reflect. Like I went into this reflection. Um, I actually became an author during that time frame. And I also had part of my dad's story with that. I was like a co-author of a book. And so... that helps me like writing and stuff that also helps me because I was able to in that light use some um wisdom that he gave me to just enhance what I was doing at that time um so that was good I would say right now presently with COVID happening knowing that my dad likes the science community was in love with it going through this global pandemic, to be honest, if he was here, he probably wouldn't have made it because he had pre-existing conditions. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's almost like, yeah, I would want him here, but then again, no, because I wouldn't want to see him suffer. Um, Right now I'm sad Mm -hmm. and that's hard to believe, considering that it's going to be, let's see, Gabriel is going to turn seven this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be seven years in July. Um, but I'm sad because I'm going through another phase in my life, um, and in my marriage, and I need my dad.
0: Yeah.
1: And so and even thinking about it right now, I'm I'm really trying not to get emotional, but if I do, it happens. Um
0: right.
1: but I'm sad because there are things I want to ask him. Um and I can't ask him.
0: <laughs> yeah, And,
1: and so then I just go to God and I'm just like, okay, so this is what I want. This is what I need. I need you to be my father. I need you to embrace me. I need you to give me that comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's nothing like, um, I, I don't know why God created us to be such human beings, but, <laughs> There's nothing like having that embrace, and I definitely miss that. I definitely miss his little his little prickly kisses on my cheek. Mm-hmm. You know, I could feel his the little prickles of his like kind of clean shaved beard that's mm-hmm. starting to grow the hair out, and when he kisses it, like pokes, <laughs> yeah. and the certain scent of his cologne. But right now, it's it's sad. So I I would say I went from heartbroken to. You know, some peace and now just being sad because I think as you go through phases of life, especially because I'm still pretty young, um, there are certain things you still need from that person, no matter who they are. In my case, it's my father. Um, and the things that I'm going through right now in my life, I could definitely use his wisdom.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so that's where I'm at. So,
0: yeah. yeah. As you were talking, like you said some things that really resonated with me. Well, you said a lot of things that really resonated with (laughs) because I just I could relate so much. Um, but one of the things that really stuck out is when you talked about like how people were taking pictures while you were going through such and such of like situations and like were there when you were giving birth and you just didn't remember a lot of it. And I feel the same. Yeah. Like there's there's so much within that first year really like right after my mom had transition that i don't remember and i yeah. thought that it was just me
1: <laughs> no it's it's funny like so you never know like what people go through until like you ask a good question or mm-hmm. you know they actually say like this is what i went through um mm-hmm. it's i mean it sounds like it's a common thing like you go through and and it's not a memory loss like i don't want to confuse it with that i think it's just that you're so caught up into like i said the fog that you're going through the motions of just trying to keep it together you can't even take the time to like enjoy the memories that are happening like around you and for in my case it was you know my daughter like you know she's she's actually a rainbow baby and um that's another thing like timing Mm -hmm. is everything because initially there would have been one before her that would have came, um, April Mm -hmm. and she came July, the same month that my dad passed away. So Mm -hmm. it's just very interesting how everything played out just the timing, but yeah, I just, just know, like I know how dear, and I can definitely tell how dear your mom was to you and to the family that don't feel like you have to like stop grieving ever yeah yeah (laughs) if you want to grieve the rest of your life that's fine there's that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you and the thing is grief brings so many different emotions you know you guys heard me say heartbreak and there was some peace and now i'm sad but there's also some happiness in that like there's some memories when i do something great i'm like boom got that from my daddy Like, (laughs) you know like i just or when i get a certain way and i start acting a way that some people are like turned off by <laughs> there's another part of me I'm like well that's my daddy I'm so sorry but I cannot apologize because that's just how he was right, right. And, well that's how my grandfather was too so yeah <laughs> and then maybe like uh, especially my mom she'd be like oh there you go sounding mm-hmm. like an insminger which is my maiden name but yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> man, 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 man. All right. So last question. Um, how do you feel like the loss of your father impacts you today?
1: So I'm muted and I just did that because one of the kids is crying outside the door. So I just wanted to, he could probably cut this part, but I'm just waiting for her to like walk away a little bit. I don't know if you can hear her i can't oh he said i was waiting
0: for her to walk away <laughs> okay
1: she's just walks on okay and cut that part no um
0: <laughs> so um if you can repeat the question i'm so sorry <laughs> no you're good um how do you feel Oh, is, oh how do you feel like the loss of your father impacts you today um it definitely
1: makes me approach life in a different way mm-hmm. um, Relationships are very, very, very important to me. Um, very mm-hmm. dear to me. So, you know, for those that are close to me or in my circle, I take it. I'm. It's so delicate to me because it's like mm-hmm. with all the things that um, he's done, mm-hmm. there was still so much that could have been done. Yeah. And, um, I just think about everything that I'm doing right now for my kids and just pushing, um, to make them a better life and all these things and how important it is to me, um, and still being as young as I am. And I just, time is something that you don't get back. Mm -hmm. Like you just, time waits for nobody. And the thing is like, please understand this of this beautiful listening audience
0: mm-hmm.
1: you ta- time first of all time is one of my core values so mm-hmm. and i and i view time in a lot of different ways one if you waste my time that's going to be a problem yeah. it is just that we all have everyone has time mm-hmm. and the thing is we all have it equally we mm-hmm. just don't know when we're exiting yeah like we're all given it if you're able to wake up today and you woke up today and you have breath in your in your lungs Mm -hmm. you have the same amount of time that i have you know god forbid something doesn't happen to you during the day or you don't wake up tomorrow but we're all given like time is like a gift Mm -hmm. like it is a major gift and so i would say that the passing of my father has really made me make i don't want to i don't want to say more sound decisions but it makes me cautious on how i make decisions
0: mm-hmm. so
1: everything that i do i'm always like okay if i do the point a then this is what's going to happen at point c and so i gotta make sure that <laughs> right you know this this and this like i'm always thinking about the consequences based on how I make decisions because I know I only have so much time. My dad was 56, which is young.
0: Oh, wow. um,
1: and so I don't, I my grandma was 94 though. So I'm kinda like, maybe I'm somewhere in between there, but that's a big gap. Like that's almost 40 years, right? So I'm always thinking about when it comes to time, like there are consequences um, on every decision that we make. And so it's so important to use our time to the best of our ability. And that's what I have truly learned since he's been gone is Mm -hmm. I don't want to miss a beat. I don't want to miss a moment. I don't want to miss an opportunity. I don't want to doubt myself. I don't want to have regrets. This is 2022 is my year of clarity and peace. Mm -hmm. And that's what I have confessed over my life, over my home. And time is part of that. You know every single decision that i make is crucial because i want to make sure that i am clear um about what i'm doing and the purpose of um and just the purpose of like what i'm doing it for you know because it's not about me like i i'm truly passionate like i said when it comes to relationships um they say i make people feel warm and fuzzy by the time they're done talking to me Um, and I take that to heart, um, because I truly love people. Um, but I also just, know, I just value time and I value people's time. And I always hope that people value my time as well, because Mm -hmm. if I spend any time with you, it's because I truly, truly want it to, and I care. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I hope that by the time we're done spending time together, that you've learned something about me and i've learned something about you and you can take that and share it with whoever mm-hmm. you know um that's just i don't know that's just how how serious i am about this thing yeah, <laughs> so, yeah that would be the answer
0: <laughs> yes well that was our last question um thank you so much for um taking the time to spend it with me and answer these questions and help me out with this project
1: absolutely i think it's an amazing project um if you i mean seriously for those that are listening and absolutely i will be sharing um just know that when it comes to grief don't feel like there's an end because Mm -hmm. there's not there's just phases Mm -hmm. you know and life has phases i mean just in general we all transform you know here and there you know as we go through life you know that's why we have milestones that we celebrate and all these things um just know that grief is the is the same way like it's never ending and hopefully something i've said um will definitely help the person that in this situation when we're talking about a father mm-hmm. um so and i actually know a few people that have lost their father i actually have a very close friend who just lost her father, not even a month ago. Um, And so I have tried to be there for her um, Mm -hmm. during this time. Although in this moment she seems at peace and she seems happy, but I do know that that could change in the next three to six months. So just Mm -hmm. know it's, it is good to have someone that you can lean into. And if you don't have someone, you can definitely lean into this podcast. Yeah. Um, this beautiful project um, that Miss Taylor has done um, mm. kind of in honoring her mother mm. and so I think it's a great thing um, because it's it's helping you mm-hmm. you know you listening to all these stories and having moments where you connect with the people it's definitely helping you get through um, this time as well
0: yes
1: virtual hug (laughs) yeah thank you (laughs)
0: thank you i receive it yeah okay so hopefully you all enjoyed this episode of the grief journal i think keisha did an amazing job on this interview coming up with a lot of insight and a lot of wisdom. That's what I can say about my guest speakers this season. Like they brought the wisdom and hopefully you all were encouraged and learned something um, and comforted by listening to this episode. So our challenge for the week is I want you all to think of a lesson that you learned from your father or think about something that your father taught you and see how you can apply what you learned from him in these next seven days. So that's going to conclude this week's episode of the Grief Journal. Next week's episode, it's actually going to be two episodes. We're going to talk about the loss of a mother and we're going to talk about the loss of a sibling. So see you all next week.